Welcome to the Soul Grit Podcast. I'm Ann Taylor McNeese, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I also love Jesus, and I'm passionate about all things gospel and therapy. I created Soul Grit to be at the intersection of mental health and Christian faith. Christ followers need a place to ask questions and get answers about mental health. Join me as we dive into real stories and real questions from people who want to honor God with their hearts, souls, and minds. Okay, today on the podcast, I want to welcome Cynthia Newton. Cynthia is a friend that I met online, and she is a yoga therapist, and I'm going to let her introduce herself, but I actually heard about what she did through Instagram and through listening to another podcast that she was featured on, and I was really interested in the uh, part that yoga could play in the healing process. And so, you know, here on the Soul Grit podcast, I'm a Christian, I'm a therapist, I care about all things that are mental health and faith. And in the Christian community, there has been some skepticism, not only about therapy, but also about yoga in general, or even the body. And so I wanted to have Cynthia come and talk to us because she's got a different perspective on this and she's got something that I think can really offer a lot of healing to people. So Cynthia, welcome. Thank you. Would Hi. you introduce Hi. yourself and tell us a little bit about you and your family? Um, sure. Hi, um, I'm Cynthia and I'm a certified holy yoga therapist. I also have my um, 200 hour yoga training. I um, work with women to bring harmony back to their body, mind, and spirit. We focus on the function of the body and the freedom of the mind so that they can, uh, so women can flourish spiritually in their God-given design. Um, I feel like when we are either in pain or have things going on mentally, it's really, really hard to, um, or can be, not always, but it can be kind of hard to, focus on the um our god-given purpose that we're here for yeah so So improving the function of the body so that we can focus on god's calling for our life yeah really good Mm -hmm. so i feel like our missions are similar in a way that i want to see people flourish in their mental health because i know that makes a big difference in in your walk with god and you're helping people to work that out through their body so couple of really basic questions at first. Like, what is holy yoga? Um, Holy yoga is more of, uh, it's a Christian yoga. And it's not where it just focuses on the moves, but it's a spiritual, um, it's not a religion, but it is a spiritual practice of worshiping God on your mat. Holy yoga is a foundation um, where it's a training um, and foundation where they um, share the gospel throughout the world through the modality of yoga. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the other kind of, you're going to think it's basic, but not a lot of people know about it. What is yoga therapy? Is that different than yoga, regular yoga? <laughs> uh, the difference between yoga therapy and um, like a yoga class, um, yoga therapy uses the tools of breathwork, meditation, and the postures of yoga um, 
to address an individual person's needs. So if that's um, physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually, we put it all together. Mm -hmm. um, and that usually most people come in um, to a session geared towards, so, you know, supporting someone in their relief of like a health condition. So it's really geared towards um, their individual need at that time and what's going on in their life, as opposed to if someone was going to a class and they're getting a, just a general yoga um, class that is taught by a, a teacher at the front and the whole class might have a few modifications to meet your need. A yoga therapy session is a one-on-one -on -one session or a small group session that is specifically for what's going on in your body, mind, and spirit at that time that you need. Okay. So what would be the type of um, need or who would be a good candidate for yoga therapy? Really? I could, I would say almost anyone. That's the same thing I would say about therapy in general. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, anyone, right. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would say for someone that would not be a candidate is if their medical doctor would say it would not be good for them at that time. Okay. You know, maybe they had surgery or they have something going on and their medical doctor has not cleared them for movement or for something at that time. Okay. But um, I really could see or work with anybody from being in a hospital bed, um, working with or beside their doctor, their physical therapist, their occupational therapist, all the way to um, an athlete who wants to work better um, strength, you know, the mind-body strength connection mm -hmm. to, you know, depending on what their goals are. Cool. It's really anybody in between. Good. What would you say is like your favorite type of client to work with? Um, I have a passion for um, women, one, and women who have um, kind of been through a lot in their life and it's showing up in their body, yeah. whether it's, you know, been through a lot trauma-wise with their um, childhood or with their current spouse or partner um, or with their children. And they're trying to um, walk through the water and figure out how to cope. And there might, might be anxiety or stress or, um, and they're holding their breath, mm. their shortness of breath, their things are showing up in their body and there might not be that connection that, oh, my shoulder pain, my back pain, my foot pain is actually connected to all this that's going on in life. Mm -hmm. And even though I'm not a counselor like you are, uh, we have, you know, different, um, criteria that we work with. Um, but it's really great to work beside someone like you and work together. I have one client right now, um, that sometimes will go see her counselor before okay. and then come see me, um, and just that release of, you know, talk therapy and then coming to see me where they move mm -hmm. and they talk in a different way where I might ask a question, but I'm not going to work them through the problem, right? Mm -hmm. I might ask a question. They might journal. 
they might take that back to their therapist mm -hmm. um, at the next section. Because um, sometimes just movement and breath work will open up things in the body that they did not realize were there. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's um, really good to have that partnership with a counselor yeah. working with someone who's been through. Well, stuff. I know personally when I go to counseling, like, you know, stuff gets stirred up and there's usually some crying involved and then you kind of feel like really exhausted afterwards. Sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes you come out feeling like really charged and like ready to take on the world. But, but a lot of times when you're working through hard stuff, you feel wiped out after a therapy session. So I can really see how if you're already in that place and you've been mm -hmm. working through some things through talk therapy that you would want to now go move your body so mm -hmm. you continue to allow that stuff to pour out to escape to get out of your system mm -hmm. yes and we a lot of what i do so my my training so on my website and instagram i'll say yoga tools plus because mm -hmm. i have a lot of other certifications besides mm -hmm. just yoga yoga therapy been um, certified in the lymph system, been certified okay. in the vagus nerve. Okay. Um, I've been certified in some other things, but those are two real areas that we really focus on um, mm -hmm. because no healing can really take place until the vagus nerve and the lymph system are really, um, really the vagus nerve is calmed down, yeah. you know, and that fight or flight, you know, is calmed down. So mm -hmm. There is a lot of work that we do with that. And there's one client I worked with a while back who had been going to counseling with her and her husband and counseling with, you know, herself. And sometimes when there's just so much coming out, that vagus nerve and that fight or flight are still just over, overdone, right? Mm -hmm. There's, there's still kind of, um, on their the fight or flight is still there and they're exhausted. Their body is exhausted. Mm -hmm. So in yoga therapy, we really try to calm that nervous system, doing some vagus nerve work, doing some um, restorative poses, some breath work, and really allowing the body to kind of calm and heal itself. You know, I really believe that God designed the body to heal itself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't have the words for that. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, for anybody who's not very familiar with the vagus nerve, that might be yeah. like a new term for some people. Yeah. Uh, a previous guest had mentioned how she's using that with her kids. So um, mm -hmm. what is the vagus nerve and how do we calm it? <laughs> it's um, the vagus nerve is probably the, one of the primary nerves for the rest and digest system. Okay. It, it can control a lot of um, how our body responds to um, stress. So it's when we're being developed, it's one of the, it is the main, main nerve. And so there are people who believe that the theory is that that nerve controls, not controls, but kind of oversees all the other nerves because it was the one, the where first we were, one, the first one. Mm -hmm. Know if that's too technical no that's good so yeah. it kind of it kind of runs throughout the main functions of your body and then um has kind of like this 
oversight over like a lot of your functions, right? Mm -hmm. um, so what happens when the vagus nerve is not calm? Well, it can, when it's not functioning right, it can um, affect everything from the heart, your heart rate, to your digestive system, to anxiety, to um, all different functions. I don't know if they know everything, but those are some of the big um, ones that have come up in research. Um, it can uh, be correlated with pain um, okay. and how you feel with pain. So um, those are the things that we kind of deal with. There are some people whose vagus nerve is overstimulated. Mm -hmm. And so when it's, oh, when it's too stimulated, if they stand up, they might get dizzy, oh. um, different things. Um, a lot of people, their vagus nerve isn't working properly. And so it's balancing their vagus nerve and getting it to work properly again. And what would be some ways that you would do that? Um, on a regular basis, you can gargle with water, mm -hmm. um, tapping the chest, um, singing out loud. Mm -hmm. um, you can take a Q-tip and rub it inside your ear because it kind of starts right there um, inside the ear. Um, those are a few things. And those, that you can and those things calm it? Like having well, it... it or stimulate it. I want to say stimulate it, but you always, you don't always want to stimulate it. It depends on the person. Okay. But yeah, those those things work it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. I had heard of humming before. That humming was really yeah, yeah, yeah. singing out loud, gargling, like anything in the throat, because it comes down um, on either side of the ear, it comes down the side of the throat um, to kind of around the collarbone. So like a lot of gargling, singing. Hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's super interesting. I know there's a lot of um, newer work and research in that field, mm -hmm. um, probably that crosses both of our disciplines. So that'd be something I'll look into yes. more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. And, they, and when you're working on, on the vagus nerve um, above the belly button, it d does a lot of work with the lymph system as well. Okay. Um, they kind of go hand in hand. Okay. And do you want to give us just like the brief, what does the lymph system do? Yeah, your lymph system is like your, um, it's like a trash can is not the right word, but it's it cleans out all the toxins in your body. So I, I've heard it said the lymph system is like the pump on an aquarium. So when that pump is working and the, the aquarium is really clean and clear. The um, your it's like your lymph system is working, mm -hmm. but when the aquarium is like green and backed up, it's kind of like when you have a backed up lymph system. That's kind of what it happens in your body. So when we when our lymph system in our body is backed up, it's like all that toxins and all the sludge in our body is backed up, and so we want to make sure our lymph system is working really well because when it is backed up that's where a lot of pain can come from yeah that's so you'll you'll see that show. in the external signs of your body not functioning well because of that's not working on the inside can be yeah mm -hmm. i mean 
I don't diagnose, but it is, I mean, that's out of my scope of practice. So I don't diagnose. I don't say, oh, your lymph system isn't working right, but it is just kind of like an, another thing we work on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So like we said, kind of at the top of this interview, like people who listen to this podcast are mostly Christian. You and I are Christian. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of maybe hesitancy about the body in Christian circles, especially yoga in particular, like other types Mm -hmm. of movement are more accepted, but do you want to talk about like why yoga has had such a bad rap in in the Christian culture? Yeah, it's definitely a topic that's been talked about a lot. And I think people have, you know, really strong opinions about it. They either are, for it and are are okay or um they're not (laughs) and and i think it's totally fine for whatever that person believes right that's my my belief and that each person has to come to their own thoughts about it um i know a lot of people think that because it was it's a hindu practice that it is a religion and that it is worshiping you know, sun gods, or it's praising other gods above our God. And I think that is, um, those are some of the things that I've heard, or that have people have expressed to me, I have a friend that has expressed that to me, that the certain moves are praising other gods. From my own study and my own beliefs, I believe that my my biggest thing that I believe is that God sees our heart and our intent and our, our, our heart and our minds, right? Our intent. So just like I believe that someone can go to church every day um, and their actions and sit in a church pew and go to church, they um, might not be a believer. And so I think it's kind of the same thing because God sees our heart and our minds and our intent. So if we are practicing yoga and we're standing in certain poses and we're worshiping God, you know, our Jesus, our God, where our intent and our mind is and our heart is, he's going to honor that. I also believe that God created everything. He created the energy. He created movement. Um, He created our bodies. Um, and so I don't think it's the actual movement, you know. I think if if it was the movement, then everybody who bent over and tied their shoes would be, you know, having a problem, right? Because bending over and tying your shoes is what we would call a forward fold in yoga. But I also believe that everybody, if it has to come to how they feel about it in their own heart. And if there's someone who doesn't feel it's right or doesn't feel like it's right for them, then practicing yoga is not right for them. Mm-hmm. And and it will just bother them the whole time and it won't be right. It won't be a worship for them. Right. It won't be a worship time for them. Yeah. What are some of the ways that you have seen God show up in your practice? Mm-hmm. Well, just going through training, the holy yoga training, I've seen tons of women be healed. And they might not all be major things, um, but when I step on my mat, I have never really felt as close to God worshiping than I have with him. There's just um, something about moving and worshiping 
and singing and having worship music on at the same time that has been for me very um freeing Mm -hmm. and um i think god has really honored that um with some clients i have i've seen clients that have tried all other things and not through my healing but through god's healing using some of these tools now they haven't been completely healed but they've been able to do things that they've never done before it's because god is first in what we're doing right and and i think that's the difference you see god show up there on your map to me right you. yeah yeah he's yeah. um he's brought things you know in my life that um i've seen him do and brought up things that just some of my healing that I needed to do personally, which was really interesting. And, you know, when you're moving and you're healing and, and someone's kind of giving a talk, you know, the yoga teachers kind of sharing some stuff for the beginning and God just kind of lays stuff on your heart. It's just a, it's really amazing. He works in in mysterious ways. (laughs) Okay, so question for you. I have never been to a yoga class and I've never uh-huh. had yoga therapy. The uh-huh. only experience I have with yoga is like maybe a short flow at the end of a workout or uh, maybe a video that I try. Mm-hmm. But every time that I try, I cry. Oh. So talk, talk me through this. Why do I cry when I try yoga? I love that. I, I love that. <laughs> Um, well, crying is definitely a form of release. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the perfect example of, you know, there's a book called The Body Keeps the Score. Mm-hmm. Have you read it? Yeah. Oh, I think it's right here on my shelf. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. Um, and so it, it's really, I, I love how what happens in our past, all of our experiences is are held in our muscles and the fascia in our body. Mm-hmm. And movement, whether it be yoga or other types of movement, um, can release that. And we, like I said before, we don't have to have the words for it, mm-hmm. right? So um, the grounding, the movement, and then coming into a final, what they call shavasana, final resting pose, mm-hmm. um, I believe that God, even if you're not in a Christian class, I believe that God created our bodies to, that was one way that our bodies can heal is by releasing um, whatever's been going on in our life. And I think, you know, God created crying to -hmm. release that. Um, And I, I love that because so many times we don't have the right words and just moving and breathing and moving the fascia and moving the body can, can release stuff that happened in my, um, one of the first times I ever went to yoga, I went to, um, I was invited to a restorative class and it was during, um, some tough times that I was going through and I would get into these restorative poses where they're kind of calming to the nervous system and they're held for long periods of time. And I would just start to cry. And I remember looking at the yoga teacher thinking, what in the world is going on here? 
And she would look at me like, it's okay, just keep letting it go. And I was like, okay. And that was the first time where I realized what was going on in my life. All the stuff that I was going through was being stored and held and that I needed to get it out. And that was a great way to get it out. Yeah, but I'd never had that mind-body connection until then. So at first when that started happening to me, I thought that because I... I'm an overachiever and I like to get things right. I thought that it was because I couldn't move my feet in the direction that the teacher wanted me to move them at the speed that she was going. And I thought I was just getting frustrated and that's why I was crying. But later on, when I learned more about like movement in the body and trauma, like all of those things, it's like, oh, it wasn't really, it wasn't just frustration. It was like all that stored stuff that just needs an opportunity to come out. That's a really good thought, though. That's an insight. You know, as a yoga teacher, to hear someone else say that, I'm thinking, wow, maybe that really needs to be communicated because I, you know, you're not the only one that might think that, right? Yeah, because yeah. I was really frustrated. I've never been an athletic person, but I can remember, and not, see, I was a band geek in, in school. So I can remember trying to get a piece right, and I couldn't make my fingers do the thing that I was supposed to do to get this piece right. And, I, and just crying over not getting the right note. Mm-hmm. But it, that's the way that I felt when I was trying yoga. Like, I can't get my feet to turn that way. I can't go from that pose to that pose in the way that she's doing it. And so I cried and I thought it was that, but maybe it was somewhat that, but it was also like what you're talking about is that I had done this movement and these like stored emotions were starting to come out. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, no, I don't like this. Make it stop. Stuff <laughs> it back down. Stuff it back yeah. down. <laughs> well, I mean, I think a lot of us do that, right? Yeah. I mean, especially in a yoga class, we, we don't want we feel like other people are staring at us or yeah. looking at us, which they really aren't. I mean, but yeah. So we try and stuff it back down and then it doesn't mm-hmm. come out. And mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I think that when our mind is body and mind are learning something new, the frustration is definitely um, something we can feel because our body is, you know, learning a new pathway in the brain and it can be very mm-hmm. frustrating. Yeah. 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 So super interesting. So I'm trying to think, is there anything else that you think people need to know about yoga therapy if they wanted to start exploring that? I mean, I think it really is for, I think what people don't understand, it really can be for anybody. Um, and it can be, um, Anything from, you know, I've, I've had people who say, I've never been to a yoga class before, and I'm, you know, just nervous. I want to learn the poses before I go to a class. Mm-hmm. Um, to anything from, I have a, my back hurts. I have fibromyalgia. Um, I have cancer. You know, it really can be a way to help support their life. And that we work alongside counselors, occupational therapists, physical therapists, and their doctors. There are people who've come, you know, after their physical therapy sessions have ended and their insurance isn't covering it anymore. And um, we can continue using, um, talking with the physical therapist and using the exercises their physical therapist gave them and doing some yoga. Mm -hmm. 
there's, it's hard to pin it down to one thing because um, it's just so client driven. Okay. So you're not local to me. Where, where are you located? I'm in the Dallas area. Okay. And so if somebody was in that area, they could look you up. Um, mm -hmm. But as far as like, we have listeners mostly in the United States and Canada. So how do you find a yoga therapist? If you're a holy yoga therapist, if you're looking for a Christian therapist, there's um, holy yoga has a website okay. and you can go on and find an instructor and you can look under the therapist, pull down, there's a therapy section that you can pull down okay. and see if there's a holy yoga therapist in your area. Okay. If you want to meet, you know, one-on-one -on -one in person. Um, if not, I do do Zoom sessions. Oh, you do? But, mm -hmm. Can you tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about that? Like, how does it work to do a yoga therapy session on Zoom? On Zoom? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of the same way. It, it is a little, um, it just depends the person. Usually we, when you sign up, then we have a quick, like, 15, 20-minute phone call to make sure that where you're meeting, where you're going to be set up and the area is all um, like a quiet space and you have all your tool. Like if you have anything that we might need to, you know, like some pillows or whatever props, if anything needed, you don't need any official props. You can use whatever you have at your house, but we just kind of do a quick phone call to get everything situated before the actual session and then you do have to have zoom and um, I send a, a zoom link out through my through my website through my program and then um, we meet and usually when I do a zoom session I don't do the yoga with the person mm -hmm. I'll sit and talk them through the session okay. um, yeah cool I didn't know that was available. So that's cool. Yeah. So if you go to the Holy Yoga website, you can find maybe a local person. But if you want to try the Zoom, they can go to your website, which is yogain3d.com, correct? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you're also on Instagram. You yes. share a lot of useful tips there. What's your Instagram handle? Yoga.in.3d. Okay. And I've seen like you do some really good little videos about like uh, posture and movement and different things that like healing from pain. So I've been, I've been following you. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, yeah. So people can get in touch with you there on Instagram or through your website and okay. or find somebody local to them. That's really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the Christian Yoga Association hmm. as well. They have instructors on there. I'm a part of that as well. And they okay. have um, instructors on there that you can find. Cool. And then a, a client could just ask their yoga therapist to collaborate with their counselor or therapist too. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if they, you know, if they reach out to most all yoga th therapists, no matter who if they find me or anyone else, um, that's part of what we do. So, okay. um, yeah, they would just reach out and probably introduce each other and we would just, mm -hmm. you know, um, if they have an occupational or physical therapist, I would take lead from them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
what have they been working on? What would they, what were their, what are their goals? What would they like to see? How can we incorporate that into a session? Mm -hmm. um, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at the end of every episode, I ask my guests, what are mm -hmm. you doing for soul care? Well, summer is my favorite time. I mean, especially in Texas, it's hot and I love the heat. I'm not a cold person. So a I spend a lot of time outside. I grew up athlete swimming. So anything that is in water is soul care to me. Yep. Um, I spend a lot of time in our pool swimming and then in the summer I do stand up paddleboard yoga um, Whoa. it's my favorite um, but really anything in the water is just I don't know what it is I don't know if it's because I grew up doing that but it is you know it's my soul care mm -hmm. um, I there's a podcast I love listening to called cultivate connection mm -hmm. Um, I listen to it when I walk. I meditate to it a lot in the mornings. I'm also doing a Bible study through the app called Through the Word mm -hmm. app. Mm -hmm. I've started back into a 12-step group again, which has been really soul care for me. I read a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I spend a lot of time with my friends. I think those are my it sounds like you have like all your bases covered, like your physical, <laughs> your spiritual, your um, social connections, all of that. So good. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's something I work on with all of my clients when they're coming in. I'm like, where's your foundation? Like you need hmm. to be moving your body. You need to be getting enough sleep at night. You need to be eating healthy food and drinking water. You need to be spending time with God. You need to have friends and family around you. Like, mm -hmm like all of these things are foundational. So like for you to say, Oh, I do this, 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 and this, that's like, you know, like the thread that goes through your life to make sure everything else that you have to do is healthy. Right? Yeah. It's gotten a little easier as my kids have gotten older <laughs> when they're younger. I feel like it was just like a, a tap here and a tap here, you know, like there was just one thing or you could, you know, it, it always kind of depends, but, um, goes yeah. in fits and spurts and yes <laughs> yeah the yeah consistent bible time or consistent exercise when the kids were little just it was constantly a struggle but now I don't know how old your kids mine are elementary school age and and now I can get up in the morning and do a workout I can I spend time after they've gone to bed reading my bible so it's like we're finally into a routine and now I have one going into middle school and she's like out at practices until 9 p.m. and I'm like you are messing up my routine <laughs> I remember those days yeah how big yeah. are your kids um well we have my my current husband and I we have five together oh, from nice. 26 to um about to be 18 okay so we're about to be empty nesters Your kids yeah yeah they're older kids mm -hmm. nice so. I know. Mm. So yeah, the, the freedom, it's a whole, whole new world yeah. figuring out what to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you got time to work on your business and to help people. Oh, I guess. And yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. It is exciting. I mean, it's exciting. It's like that shift between I'm really sad and I'm excited at the same time. Mm -hmm. You can multiple emotions all at one time. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, I'm really appreciative of you being here to talk us through that. I know some of the questions that I gave you are probably like super basic for you, but it's not stuff that everybody knows. So 
I just appreciate you taking the time to walk us through that and kind of exposing this crowd to maybe something they haven't considered in their healing before. So mm-hmm. I love it. I love, and if, you know, if you think of any more questions or if someone does, you know, I'm here to answer them or answer specific questions for anyone. Yeah. Um, I do have a slot on my thing that says just ask a yoga therapist. Yes. It's free. It's free time. So if anyone just, you know, thinks of questions and they just want to sign up for time to ask me a question, like, you know, why does the, you know, been to a yoga class, why does the teacher say this in class or, <laughs> you know, will yeah. this help or, you know, whatever that comes to mind, you know, I'm mm-hmm. here to. And that's on your website too. Um, it's, um, if it's, it's through the link on my Instagram. Oh, on your Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, I'll provide that link in the show notes so people can ask you questions and yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. With you, Anne. Thanks for being here. The Soul Grit Podcast is a production of Soul Grit Resources. You can find more at soulgritresources.com or on the socials at Soul Grit Resources. You can email me at info at soulgritresources.com.